This is Attack of the 20th Century. Thank you for joining us as we explore science fiction, fantasy, and horror films of the 20th century. We're going to bend that rule a little bit today. I am your host, Jeff. Welcome to episode 42, where we review Evil Dead from 2013 and Evil Dead Rise from 2023. This is the second part of our film series on the Evil Dead movies. Look for us on Instagram and Facebook at Attack of the 20th Century. That's 20th. We post our next movie selections there. You can comment, give your thoughts, and they just might make it on the air. Speaking of our social media, we have some comments from you regarding the Evil Dead series. I'll go through those now. The film theorists said, Evil Dead Rise was great. A horror movie for true horror fans. Homages to the original series in dialogue and visuals, as well as to other classic horror movies. The Thing, Alien, The Shining, etc. Writer-director Lee Cronin knocked it out of the park. My favorite Evil Dead film since the original film. Awesome. Thank you, Steve, from the Film Theorist. We love your podcast as well, by the way. Friends Talking Nerdy podcasts speak about Army of Darkness with this comment. Love that movie. During the Boomstick monologue, he name drops my hometown, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I love that scene, by the way. Cursed Cult says, cannot go wrong with any installment in the Evil Dead franchise. Army of Darkness is our favorite, and Evil Dead Rise was also top-notch. And our final comment was from Harry Boxley. He says, Evil Dead Rise was great, but Evil Dead 2013 will always be my favorite Evil Dead movie. Excellent. Thank you so much for the feedback, guys. We always love fan participation. As for our next episode, Kim will return as a host of the show, so we're excited about that. We are going to be reviewing Horror Express from 1972, starring two favorites of ours, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. A short synopsis from IMDb of the film is as follows. While on the Trans-Siberian Express, an anthropologist and his rival must contain the threat posed by the former's cargo, a prehistoric ape which is the host for a parasitic life form. It has an 80% Rotten Tomatoes score. If you have young ones, there's no profanity or nudity, uh, but maybe some frightening images, but nothing more than you'd see like in one of the modern Marvel movies, for instance. It's currently streaming on AMC Plus and Shudder. You can check it out, come back, listen to the podcast, and we'll be excited to talk about it. If you have not listened to our last episode, I urge you to stop Go listen to it first, and then come back to this one. Mike and I provided you with the history of the Evil Dead film series. We discussed the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness in some depth. What you are about to hear is part two of that discussion. Uh, It was so long, we decided to split up that conversation into two episodes. So for today, we pick up with Evil Dead 2013, and we'll also discuss Evil Dead Rise. Lastly, we'll go through our rankings of the five movies. Enjoy! So just a brief synopsis of Evil Dead 2013. Um, Mia, a drug addict, is determined to kick the habit. To that end, she asks her brother, David, his girlfriend, Natalie, 
and their friends Olivia and Eric to accompany her to their family, family's room, uh, remote forest cabin to help her through withdrawal. Eric finds a mysterious Book of the Dead at the cabin and reads aloud from it, awakening an ancient demon. All hell breaks loose when the Maleficent entity possesses Mia. Mm. That sounds completely different from the other movies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So you saw this a lot earlier than I did. You saw it around the time it came out. It had to have been... I definitely didn't go to see it in a theater. I saw it, um, you know, probably on on, uh, one of the on-demand stations. Yeah, stations or something. Yeah. There's two versions floating around, I guess. There might be more, but I saw there's like an unrated version... Uh, and then, of course, the one I saw. And the one I saw, I can't imagine the unrated I, I, version. I was just, I was like, I mean, it's about as gory as it gets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe they were torturing puppies or something in the Maybe. <laughs> so I mentioned this in the last episode, but, you know, Evil Dead without Bruce Campbell, Evil Dead without the campiness and, you know, the comedic aspects. When I saw this was released... I just wasn't interested in seeing it, you know, at the time. I thought, maybe I'll get around to seeing it one day. And here it is, I don't know how many years, 10 years later, I guess, I did get around to seeing it for this podcast. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad, you know, the first time I saw it. Mm -hmm. And after seeing the first Evil Dead movie, I realized it pretty much tries to pay the most homage to that film. Yes. More so than Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. A very brutal, like... Over, over the top gore, you know, like violence, like you've never seen before. <laughs> I would say this is much gorier and grosser than even Evil Dead Rise that we saw this year. I mean, it's, they're both up there and pretty gory, but this one I think was probably a little worse. Yeah. Yeah. More brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. That, um, that nail gun, man. Whew. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about the nail gun. I mean, I just think of that guy, Eric. He's the long-haired guy with glasses. <laughs> He's stabbed with this broken piece of glass by his nurse friend, Olivia. Uh, and then in the face, and then he gets stuck in the body uh, and face with this hypodermic needle. Just yeah. over and over and over and he over again. He got beat up bad. <laughs> I mean, the over-the-top most brutal scene for me, though, is when her tongue, Mia cuts her tongue in half. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty memorable, memorable gross-out scene, right? Yeah. Um, Mia tears her own arm off when it's trapped under the car, remember? She wasn't even a dead-eyed at that point. Mm-mm. But she was just trying to save herself from death, uh, ripped herself away from her own arm. Yeah, you know, my, my thoughts with this movie are that it was, it's, a, it's a really well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um the people that are going to see this movie are looking for that type of gore, right? They, yeah. they want to see gross out stuff. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I, I don't mind it. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I enjoy good, scary movies that, mm-hmm. you know, do have some gore. It was a well-made movie. Was it a good evil dead movie? That's where I, it kind of loses me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it just did not have the heart that I felt like the other movies did. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the fact that it didn't have the campiness. Um, 
Yeah. But uh, I think what made the first movie, which didn't have the campiness, uh, good for me was the way the, the movie was directed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and honestly, some of the special effects were were good in the movie, but then they had some of the special effects that were really kind of bad. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, it kind of all melds together and makes a magical, fun mm-hmm. watch. Yeah. And this one just didn't have that, you know, that fun. Yeah, the fun factor. That fun factor to it. Yeah. I think it started off with a great idea. Like on paper, I think all these are great ideas. Yeah. It's like older friend is going through withdrawal. She's trying to quit drugs, cold turkey. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I think they could have done more with that. You know, I think they only played with it a little bit where she has a funny smell. She's smelling something. It turns out to be, you know, dead cats in the, in the cellar. Uh, but they just chalk it up to withdrawal. And then her, when she goes off into the woods and says the forest is attacking her or whatever, they chalk that up to some sort of weird drug withdrawal stuff. Mm-hmm. I felt like they could do more with that than they did. But then I have to talk about the acting for a second. It reminded me a little bit of I Know What You Did Last Summer, mm-hmm. where you get a bunch of like really you know, like good-looking people together, and they're kind of dark and brooding. You know, nobody's smiling. Everybody's unhappy. It's like they went for looks rather than good acting chops. I don't know. There was something about that that I just like. Yeah, did none you, of these guys are really endearing to me, you know? What about the lead? What did you think of the lead? When you say the Mia. lead, the Mia or the guy, her brother? Uh, the uh, Mia. Yeah, I thought Mia uh, had some of the best scenes. I felt like her introductory scene I didn't like. I thought like no, it's one of those things where nobody talks that way. You know, her brother shows up and she's looking down at her notepad and the brother walks up and she starts talking to her brother without looking up and talking to her brother. Like they only do that in movies. Yeah. You know, anytime I've in real life, have I walked up to somebody and started talking to them? They look up at me and talk to me. (laughs) Or they ignore me and they don't want to have anything to do with me. Right? That's happened a lot less frequently, thank God. But I don't know. There was some of this, like, I don't know if it's bad acting or bad writing. But later on, when she starts getting possessed, I thought she did pretty good. Yeah. Now, she's not the hero of the movie to me. It's not really anybody taking over the the chainsaw from Ash Mm -hmm. in this movie. Her brother, I guess, kind of... Would you say he took on that role a little bit? Yeah, a little bit, but he wasn't super endearing either, right? No, no. I mean, there was nobody that was really a dynamic actor or character that, like, I didn't really care that those people, I mean, you know, I cared, but like, <laughs> yeah, it didn't tear me up when these people were dying. I, I, I think the one character that I, I felt bad for was the long haired guy, the one that started it all. Because uh-huh. he kept on trying to explain to everybody, no, guys, something really bad is going on here. <laughs> and it seemed like for half the movie, people weren't listening to him. Yeah. Um, and he ended up getting it the worst. Yeah. Well, he caused it all, though. He caused it all. Yeah, that's and true. And he didn't come clean. Yeah. Hey, guys, I think this might be something evil, something to do with that book. Yeah. By the way, I read some really terrible incantations even though the book is clearly like there's handwriting basically saying, don't say these words. Yeah. Don't read them. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, when I think about this movie, I kind of think of missed opportunities. Because I already talked about the whole drug thing. I thought that was a great setup for a film. Yeah. They had all these broken relationships they talked about. Eric and David. They kind of had, like, they used to be besties, and then he, David kind of let Eric down. Mm-hmm. You had Mia and David, the brother and sister. There wasn't, I mean, they had all these things. They planted seeds, but they didn't really go anywhere too far. They didn't really explore that like they could have explored it. it you know, it's one of those things. If you introduce an idea in a movie, you have to bring it home at some point. Yeah. 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 They talked about their mom having mental health issues. There was this whole throwaway line where David was wondering if this was real or if he was going crazy. And then that was like you were saying, the dude Eric was like, uh, like this stuff's really real. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, why did the mom go crazy? Was it just for that one little scene? Like that, there wasn't really a payoff there, you know? Yeah. They should have introduced some more paranoia. Like, are things happening? Are they not happening? Or don't have the mom be in a mental health institution. Maybe the mom is the, is the uh, girl from the, the second movie. Evil Dead Rise. Oh, (laughs) they could have done a tie-in. Yeah, maybe. But so, yeah, you know, we've talked about this movie a little bit. Uh, Definitely, if you are into brutality and just kind of like torture and gore and body harm. I mean, there's a girl that takes one of those electric knives that you do carve the a Thanksgiving turkey with. She saws off her own hand. Yeah, that was brutal. Oh, my goodness. And I wondered, like, would she be okay you know, because in uh, Evil Dead 2, Ash saws his own arm off, mm-hmm. and he's okay. It's like it can't spread to his body. But, of course, that's not the case for her. Didn't she lose her other limb, too? I think she did. Yeah. <laughs> she lost a leg or something. I don't know what she lost. Yeah. Uh, brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Uh, favorite scene, though. What's your favorite scene from this movie? My favorite scene, honestly, is the end. Yeah, Bruce, uh, Bruce Campbell coming in as Ash, <laughs> saying his classic line. I don't know, man. I I missed having Ash in this movie. Yeah, and so it was kind of fun to see him just pop up for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know why he said the word groovy. Yeah, he did say groovy, right? Am I remembering that? I wrong? think so. Yeah, yeah. He said one of his things. I yeah. think it was groovy. Yeah. So my favorite scene is when David's trying to bury his sister Mia and she's got the bag over her head and she starts screaming and going crazy and trying to convince him that you know this is a cruel thing to do to your sister yeah and then when she realizes he won't have any part of it he's onto her game her face just goes solid deadpan and she starts saying awful things to him like David why don't you love me or why did you never love me and really starts laying it on real serious about his reaction to the situation with her mother and how he just took off. And she goes to a place that's really personal. And that whole sequence, I thought, was excellent acting. I did enjoy that part. I thought it was the best acting in the film and a kind of a standout moment. That was a good scene. I, I have to agree.
All right, next up, we're going to talk about Evil Dead Rise from 2023. Mike, do you have a synopsis for us? I do. In this tale, it's a twisted, it's a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Oh, yeah. A deadite family. A deadite family, yeah. Yeah. Again, this is a, a spoilerific review we're going to talk through. Yes. Mike and I have only seen this movie once. We saw it together in the theater. And I have to tell you, like, one of my favorite memories uh, is in that theater when the little girl is being talked to by her mom trying to convince her to open the door and at this point her mom's a yes and the little girl starts doing the latches on the door and everybody in the theater is like no stop no (laughs) and it wasn't a full theater you know but good reactions from the great reaction very interactive (laughs) yeah yep yeah overall you know this movie hit the right notes yeah uh, it it actually had not like over the top comedy like Evil yeah. Dead Two and um, Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. but it had just humor built into the to the terribleness of it. Yeah, um, it helped soften the blow a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, and it, largely anchored by the um, by the lead, the mom. Mm-hmm. Alyssa uh, Sutherland was the actress. Alyssa Sutherland, yeah. She she was really, really good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, she was awesome. I think she's the superstar from this. She's my second favorite Evil Dead actor, right? Bruce Campbell's got to be number one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wow, she was so good. Like, of all the actors and actresses that have been in these films, like, her performance was just stellar. Yeah. That... Um that scene you were just talking about is probably one of the best scenes in the entire series, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In terms of creepiness, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. In fact, I would actually even say this movie was scarier, I found, mm-hmm. scarier than, than the other ones, the old ones. Yeah. The scariest one so far. Yeah. Of all the movies, of the five, this is, has to be the scariest probably. Well, I think part of this is to keep raising the stakes. I mentioned in the last movie, I did like the whole idea of the girl that was struggling with drug addiction, Mm -hmm. and she's surrounded by family and friends. But just execution wasn't quite there. Here, it's even more personal than just a group of friends. Like, it's it's her mom, it's her kids, and her sister. And they're all going through stuff. And it doesn't hold back, either. No. (laughs) <laughs> That's the thing that I think was the most shocking to me is, you know, you think to yourself, okay, this is a family. It's a bunch of kids. Yeah. They're not going to kill their kids. Right. Oh, and they've got all these neighbors in the building. Yeah. That's going to be the body count, right? Yeah. The, those are the people they're going to kill. <laughs> the family is going to end up together, yeah. safe and sound, and they're going to somehow bring their mom back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. It didn't happen. No. Yeah. Everybody could die in this movie. I actually thought they were going to kill off the little girl, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was... Ooh. 
I mean, there's a young kid. The sister's pregnant. Mm-hmm. She's a pregnant woman. You know, any of these deaths would be crushing blows to a family. But yeah, they do kill the two oldest kids in the family. They kill them off. It is brutal. Well, this movie starts off pretty quickly uh, with some very memorable gore. Mm-hmm. You know, the girl gets scalped. Do you remember that at the very beginning? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going for it, you know? Yeah. And then later on, one of the kids has been chewing up glass and swallowing glass. I think that was like the middle-aged kid. Yep. One of them gets stabbed in the bicep. Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Obviously, with the mom, her bones are breaking. She's like... <coughs> which they do in some of the other movies, too. Yeah. I think there was the, the emotional aspect of this movie was what made it worse as far as yeah. the gore goes. Not the blood of it, but the emotional impact of it. Right. I mean, they really set up the family dynamic. They're struggling mm-hmm. financially. The father, I think, left the family, you know. There's a rift between all of them. Yeah. She's, you know, the oldest sister has left and left them to, you know, kind of deal with their issues and... Now she just showed up out of nowhere. Yep. She picked a bad time to show up, by the way. <laughs> she did, yeah. Or a good time, because she good saved time. her sister. She did save. Well, she didn't save the sister, right? She saved the uh, the youngest daughter of the sister. Her youngest niece. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It was her niece. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think about the new setting in this film? It wasn't a cabin in the woods. It was this uh, apartment building that was going to be condemned in a month. What? How did you think that worked out? Uh, yeah. So I liked the fact that it was set in a different spot. It mm-hmm. added a whole different layer of, of spookiness to things. Not the same old cabin that we were used to. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, this, the dark hallways, the... Um, mm. The, you know, the elevator, the, the, the lights that were, you know, the, um, what is it called? Hazard lights that mm-hmm. were kind of going off. Yeah. You know, it, it added a different uh, layer of creepiness yeah. uh, that we didn't get with the first movies. Agreed. Um, yeah. Similar to, I don't know if, uh, if anyone's ever seen the movie Wreck, but, uh, you know, it's where zombies take over an apartment building. Gave me strong indications of what you know that what that movie was like Mm -hmm. um and you know very creepy very creepy yeah kind of reminiscent of the shining because you have this isolated building Mm -hmm. with multiple rooms long hallways that they can't get out of and they just can't leave yeah they can't get out of there of course they do this scene near the end that's a direct homage to the shining yes Elevator full of blood. Full of blood, yeah. You know, what did you think about the new Necronomicon, too? With, like, the teeth that kind of wrapped around. You couldn't open it unless you spilled blood. I, I mean, it was cool, right? Yeah. And how, how perfect it, that it's wrapped in barbed wire. So, like, <laughs> it wants blood, right? Yeah, it, it does. It's going to find a way to get it. <laughs> so, that was the only thing about the movie where I was like, okay, that's a little... That's a little cheesy. The yeah. uh, the like the room that opened up from the earthquake. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's all this stuff down there. I kind of want more of an explanation of what was going on there. Yeah. Um, but you had to find the book somehow. Yeah, you're right. Apparently, the used the building used to be a bank, 
and that was a bank vault. Yeah. And they had all this religious stuff surrounding the book. They didn't want people to look at this book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think of all the movies, though, I think this is probably the best acted film. Like, oh, yeah. Everybody's on their A game here. Mm-hmm. All these kids knocked it out of the park, I thought. No, they, yeah, they all did. Um, definitely had an emotional layer to it, which, you know, added to the, to you just rooting for everybody to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And it made you feel bad, you know, when, when they actually did bite it, you know, it made it feel more real. Yeah. Yeah. More gritty. So we talked about Alyssa Sutherland earlier. I got to meet her a couple weeks ago. And I sent you a picture. Yes. <laughs> she came to Orlando, Florida at the Spooky Empire Comic Con. And I talked to her like she's super cool. That's I think cool. she's new to being a celebrity uh, because most celebrities are kind of a little, you know, standoffish. She was really cool. <laughs> One guy that was dressed up as a deadite asked if he could pick her up and hold her for a picture. And she said yes to that. That is crazy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, there's no way like Nicole Kidman's going to do that or, you know, some established actress. Yeah. But, you know, I thought we're meeting her at the exact right time because she's really down to earth still. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we talked to her, me and my daughter. We got a picture with her and uh, we asked for two pictures. One was just a standard. We're smiling, acting like we're all besties or something. But the second was where we recreated the scream. Remember in the scene where like she's, she gets up in the, the bathroom, she's holding herself up near the ceiling, and she just lets out this horrible scream. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But we all created that scream. Of course, hers is much more impressive. That's got to be one of the iconic scenes, her coming out of the, the shower, possessed, screaming. Up at on the, the ceiling. Oh, yeah. gosh. Lots of really memorable parts from her. Um, you talked about the humor, a lot of dark humor in this. Mm-hmm. They weren't the campy kind of one-liners, but... Definitely some memorable, like, uh, nasty, mean things that she said. Yeah, I can't remember a specific thing that was said. I just remember chuckling throughout the movie mm-hmm. at a couple different scenes or things that were said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mentioned earlier <laughs> the scene with the little girl to open the door. And she says, uh, you don't look so good, Mom. And Ellie... Nothing a big old kiss from you won't fix. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's like she says this. She looks like a demon. You know, behind her is this dead bodies yeah, yeah. and people she's slain. <laughs> but nothing a big old kiss from you won't fix. That's funny. Of course, she opens the door and immediately the her, she reaches in, grabs a little girl, lifts her up in the sky, starts choking her. Of course, somebody saves her. Yeah. What What did you think about the bookends? Like the beginning. And in the end, that really had nothing to do with the Ellie story too much. You're, you're talking about the lake house? Lake house, yeah. I felt like it was unneeded. Oh, really? Uh, it was cool. It's not like mm-hmm. it was bad. Yeah. It just showed that, you know, this book's affecting everybody. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I completely forgot that the end of the movie is the girl that ends up... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I think... It could set up for future movies. Yeah. You know, like if they want to take this in an anthology direction, like there's Necronomicons everywhere, or this book travels from place to place, or they could keep this thing going without using these same actors. Yeah. 
How cool would it be to see an army of the dead in modern times? Oh, yeah. That would be way cool. Yeah. I'd love to see that. I like the beginning scene. I thought there were some really cool things. I liked how it started off with that POV shot of the camera. And you're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're watching an Evil Dead movie. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out to be the drone. The drone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. The Deadite girl that was reciting the Weathering Heights out loud, we mentioned earlier, I think last uh, podcast. Yep. I thought that was super creepy. Yeah. Of course, I hadn't seen the first Evil Dead movie at, at that point. I was just like, what an idea. That yeah. was awesome. And then the title card sequence, when the girl rises from the water and then the title card ra- rises up and oh, says yeah. Evil Dead Rise. Yep. I thought that was pretty epic. That was cool. Yeah, I guess what was confusing about the whole beginning scene is like when you're seeing Ellie and these other people, you're wondering, what was that stuff I saw at the beginning? Yeah. Are we leading to that? What's up with that? Yeah. But I would say I probably forgot about it after 20 minutes into the news story. Yeah. And then it tied it in. It tied it in. And I completely forgot that, that 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 was the lady that had gone to the, the boathouse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you Which, think about the monster at the end where they fused all those bodies that, together? Uh, like that uh, honestly was my favorite scene. <laughs> was it? it was reminiscent of the thing, right? Yeah. Where, you know, you've got this just beast that's made up of all sorts of body parts. Yeah. And uh, man, that was creepy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what a great end to the movie. Right? Yeah. Because you didn't expect to see that happen, right? No way. That hasn't <laughs> been done any in an Evil Dead movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but you know, you, you could almost, anything could happen in these movies, I guess. Yeah. Remember in the first movie, the, the arms that burst out of the bodies and yeah. like ripped them apart. Right. That was unexpected. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they took something that was very unexpected, made a really cool monster that made a very intense yeah. end scene. Big that, time. That has to be my favorite scene of the whole movie. Really? That one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as far as favorite scene, I had many that I really liked. Very memorable. They did something real creative, though, where they had kind of that looking through the peephole of the door when Mom, Ellie, is outside. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you see her just take out, I don't know how many people she kills in that hallway, but you're seeing her kill some people, and then some people you only hear. You hear a gun firing, you know, you hear all this stuff, all this carnage happening, but you can't see it. Some you see, some you don't, and then you see her come up to the door, and it's like, oh my gosh. When you see that, you're kind of like, we're screwed. <laughs> all, all those characters, you know, you'd think, okay, well, they're probably going to die, but yeah. they're going to die like one at a time. Nah, they just completely just kill them all. Annihilate one, them right there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about Beth as the hero as of this movie, the sister, the pregnant sister? I think, I think she had a good character arc. Mm-hmm. She came in as someone who was needing help from her family. She, you know, she was at her most desperate hour mm-hmm. and was coming back to the people that she knew could help her. And she ended up being the one that helped them. Yeah. Or... One of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she gave it her all for the others. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you a question. W- would you, if they're going to do another sequel of mm-hmm. an Evil Dead movie, would you want it to continue her story with the little girl? No. 
You'd want a brand, brand new characters. Brand new characters. I think so. Yeah. I would. And I would try to figure out how to get Alyssa Sutherland back. Uh, maybe as a deadite, you know, different character because she's just so good. <laughs> but not playing this Ellie, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. There's a lot of craziness you could do. You could bring Bruce Campbell back as a deadite. There's some things in there that you could sprinkle in as Easter eggs or whatever if you wanted to. Yeah. I wouldn't want to center a movie around uh, Beth. I wouldn't want to center a movie around the 2013 version. Mia. Mia. I like this whole anthology thing. We just have different story after story. Like you you said, after we came out of the movie, you said, Mm -hmm. I think all this just shows it never ends. You can't stop the evil. It's got to come out. You could have it shown up all over the world telling different stories. Yeah. good very good so that pretty much wraps it up we've talked through each of the five films and at this point i think it would be cool if we went through and ranked them mike your number five film easily 2013 why is that the 2013 version uh it just to me it it was a well-crafted movie it was good for what it was but it just wasn't in my opinion a good evil dead movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would I ever watch it again? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I'd probably pick up the other ones before I picked up this one. Yeah, I could see that. Well, that's funny because that's also my number five. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, note that we haven't really compared lists yet. Like we're doing this right now while we're in the podcast. But I said earlier, I thought there were a lot of really good ideas here. A lot of things that just weren't fully realized. I think they could have done more. Uh, some of the acting was a little 90210-ish uh, in the beginning. It made me not feel too invested in the characters. And I'm a feeler. You know, like I have to feel a connection to the characters or else I don't care. You know, and you lose me a little bit. It was also the most brutal film. So what I advise it, like for most of my friends, I would say you probably won't like it, guys. <laughs> but like if you like a horror film, like if you don't mind brutality, I thought it was well done in some aspects. I thought the special effects were really awesome. I really thought the last half of the movie was was really good, you know, but there's just the setup is where they lost me. The setup, I didn't care about these guys too much. So when they went through terrible things... I didn't care too much. So, I'll go ahead and do my number four. We'll just kind of alternate if that's cool. Okay. So, my number four would be the original, The Evil Dead. So, so all the other films obviously take from the original. It's the blueprint. Uh, I thought it was fantastic and I really enjoyed it. However, to me, it's like a lesser form of the Evil Dead 2 movie. It's kind of telling this a very, 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 very similar story as Evil Dead 2. So of the two, it's like... <laughs> now, I do love it because it was super low budget. And they did a lot with very, very little. So, so I don't want to downplay it. If this your jam, I'm all for it. I do think it's a yay for me. Like, watch this movie. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. But it just happens to be number four for me. What about you? 
uh, honestly, I'm not copying you, but I actually would rank it the same for me. <laughs> um, and granted, I think especially the rest of these movies, uh-huh. you and I both would agree they're all really good. Yeah, yeah. So we're not saying that, you know, it's not a good movie, but uh, it just, some of these special effects were, took me out of it. Some yeah. of the claymation took me out of the story. Um, th- I, there was one scene where um, they were like hitting the face of the of the deadite uh, in the uh, in the, uh, the cellar puppet. area. Yeah, the cellar area. Yeah. It was so obvious that it was a puppet yeah. that they were hitting. <laughs> it, that took me out of it. But yeah. that's you know that's just that was the circumstances that they were dealt with, right? I mean, it, right. they just didn't have the budget for you know, for, for, to do anything different. Yeah. The directing of that movie is what sold me on it. Mm-hmm. And just the camera work, the acting by uh, Bruce Campbell, it's definitely worth a watch and it's a classic and you, you got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Fantastic. Yeah. My number three would be, um, evil dead rise. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me because I, I, I almost ranked it above Army of Darkness. Yeah. Uh, which I'm giving away my second. But uh, <laughs> but I just, I feel like um, the problem with Army of Darkness is that it has the nostalgia bit it, built into it for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. It's the very first one I saw. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Evil Dead Rise, just they took an idea and they amped it up. They mm-hmm. took it to a different scene or a, a different uh, location. Yeah. Um, they made it more like you felt for more people because of the the family aspect of things. Mm-hmm. So that made the impact of each death that much more brutal. Yeah. Um, I kept on hoping that they were going to be able to bring back one of the kids from yeah. being a deadite. Right. You know, just hoping. And I was like, anytime that's, something would happen to one of them where it was like, oh, well, <laughs> it stinks that they lost a limb, but maybe they can bring them back still. Yeah. You know? And so, <laughs> and then that ends. I just, I mean, we've talked before when I was yeah. on the podcast for The Thing. I love The Thing. Yeah. It's probably one of my all-time favorite movies mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And to have that end where it just brought me back to that you know amazing monster work yeah it's just super fun so yeah great movie yeah. anyone that hasn't seen it it's a great movie yeah yeah it, you know it's funny because i'm not copying you either but I, my number three is evil dead rise i have to say my one two and three could change day by day week by week it just depends what you're in the mood for i agree completely because it's so different. Evil Dead Rise is so different than Army of Darkness or, or Evil Dead 2. I think it marries that kind of that brutality of Evil Dead 2013. If you're more into like modern gore and all that stuff. Because 80s gore definitely has its own thing going for it than modern. Right? Like mm-hmm. it just feels very different. Like I mentioned before, the film has the best acting. This has the highest stakes with the family. I think if you're going to reboot a franchise, like this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. My number two, though, I'll go ahead and tell you, is Evil Dead Two. I realize that like we did that poll, and if a lot of people, this is their favorite. Uh, yesterday it could have been my number one. Today maybe it's not, but t- like today it's not. 
in some ways, like Evil Dead 2 is the most Evil Dead movie of all time. It's this perfect fusion of horror and comedy. Bruce Campbell really comes to life in this movie, more so than the first. He emerges as that kind of one-liner machine. I love it. You got to see this one. It's fantastic. It's definitely a yay for me. But yeah, it's my number two. So here's where I deviate from you, Jeff. Okay. Army of Darkness is my number two. Okay. Uh, I will say it used to be my number one. And it changed just on this recent viewing. Really? I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I lo- I mean, it's got amazing one-liners. I would watch it any day. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic film. Uh, but some of the things that you pointed out to me did irk me as well. Yeah. The, the face uh, being pulled, you know, uh, down. Yeah, yeah. It just, it was so campy. Yeah. And it just... Like even the line, uh, you know, the the bone. Um, what was the dad joke that we were talking about earlier? Oh uh, yeah, I've got a bone to pick with I you. I got a bone. Like it was funny, <laughs> but it also kind of like I was like, oh my gosh! Like my eyes rolled, you know, <laughs> behind my head, you know. Yeah. And um, but that being said, it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's hilarious like mm. it's one of the best comedies i feel like like it's yeah it's got you chuckling throughout the entire movie <laughs> um but uh yeah for me man number one evil dead 2 all right tell us uh, why i i love the um it's like you were saying it's a perfect mix of horror and comedy and it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. I like that it's the first change that uh, Raimi made yeah. um, to the film. He could have just made another horror movie. It probably would have done well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it probably would have made the fans happy. But he changed it up and he created the ash that we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, not quite as many one-liners as there are in Army of Darkness. Yeah. But still, like some campy humor that I personally, I felt like the humor worked a little better in this movie as opposed to, uh, as opposed to uh, army of darkness. Right. Right. And I just, I, that, that hand scene is so iconic to me (laughs) that it's like my favorite scene of the entire series. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. It's an amazing scene. And I love that movie. And, you know, like I said, Evil Dead 2 could be into my number one on any day of the week, you know, but it just so happens. For me, my number one is Army of Darkness. I can get it again, like if you're into super horror, like let's say you are a 2013 person or a Evil Dead Rise, and then you watch Army of Darkness, you're going to be like, what is this? This isn't even a horror. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's mostly action adventure comedy with some horror elements. Mm-hmm. But just of these five, maybe, again, nostalgia plays into it. It was my first one. It's a very pivotal movie. Like I said, there was that callback to those Ray Harryhausen films. And then later on, as I got older, and I rediscovered those Harryhausen films, I thought, oh my gosh, this is Army of Darkness. That's where they got this from. And, and you know, it really kind of helped me rediscover my love of those old fantasy movies. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, again, like we grew up in the 80s, those one-liners, those action scenes, just kind of like when everything else is falling apart, when the world's going crazy, there's a guy that's just got nerves of steel that kicks butt and takes names. I'm thinking of Arnold. I'm thinking of Sylvester Stallone. I'm thinking of Ash from Army of Darkness. Why doesn't <laughs> Ash get more love from the action crowd, right? Yeah. I think he needed more movies. Yeah. I think huh. that was the problem. Yeah, maybe you're right. So he's the king of one-liners, and I say hail to the king, baby. There you go. Yep. So that's our five. Uh, Mike, I really appreciate you coming and doing these with me. They're going through this whole Evil Dead retrospective and ranking. Did you like it? Was it fun? Oh, it was a blast, man. I love coming. Uh, it's fun to talk about these things and um, you know be able to uh, share it with, uh, with the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, have a great one, guys. Peace out. Peace out.